Patreon subscribers, welcome to a very special episode of the Chick Foley Show. One of my favorite topics in wrestling figure collecting is the Mattel Retro line. May it rest in peace. And we are going to deep dive into this bad boy and go through every single figure from Series 1 to Series 10. Talk about some figures that were not made and some possible dream figures and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I am the hot take kid, Phil Gentile. Sheena Phelps is in uh, Virginia, kind of mediating this thing. And we have Patreon subscriber Mike Lanham on the phone. Mike, your Twitter handle is at Mike Lanham, L-A-N-H-A-M. What's going on, Mike? Not a lot, Phil. How are you doing, guy? Not too bad, man. Sheena, how are you tonight? I'm good. Um, I, I, I don't appreciate the fact that you just went ahead and put the RIP stamp on on the retro figures, man. They're just hiatusing, okay? It's it's just a hiatus. Can we keep the positive energy flowing? You you went ahead and like, you know, undertaker their ass. Sheena, I've had enough women in my life tell me that we're on a hiatus. I know what I know what that means, okay? No. Oh no. man. We're on a we break. Were we were on a break. <laughs> yeah, we should we should have all wore black for this episode. Yeah. R I P. Uh yeah, we'll we'll get into the future of the line because yeah, it is it is kind of speculative that they're gonna bring it back. They didn't really say the nails in the coffin yet, but uh with some of the prices and stores on the uh the series that are hanging around, I'm not too confident, but we'll get to it. Um so Sheen, like I said, you're gonna mediate this thing. Uh, I'll let you take it away and we'll just kind of me and Mike will go back and forth between well, we'll start off and how it all started and all that kind of stuff and get into each, each individual series. Yeah, you know, when we had planned this episode, obviously this was before the devastating news uh, came that the retros were going to be on a quote unquote hiatus. So, um, you know, we, we had planned just to kind of talk about, um, you know, the, the line, what we wanted for the future of the line and, you know, how excited we were for everything and collecting and whatnot. But um, honestly, now we're just going to kind of reminisce about the good old days of, of, of the retros. They were they were short lived, but um, they, they were nice while we had them. So um, I want to go ahead and introduce Mike Lanham. So, Mike, just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do and kind of uh, how your your history is figure collecting and specifically like Hasbro collecting. Oh, man. Uh I mean, as a kid, I definitely, uh, I come from a large family. I, I have, uh, six brothers. I Ooh. have seven sisters. Oh my God, man. Yeah. Uh, c- Catholicism. Phil. <laughs> wow. uh, Love it. So I grew up in one of those families where, uh, I'm in the middle. So me and most of my brothers were very much into wrestling as kids. Um, and Christmas every year just kind of turned into that. What what Hasbro figures are we going to end up with? Nice, um, because we were we were those ni- late eighties, early nineties kids. Yeah. Um, so pretty much, if you if you ever went through uh, family photos and stuff, most of the time it was something probably wrestling related, um, and obviously the fights between kids of who got what figures and what belongs to to this kid and that that kid and stuff like that. So. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure with with that many siblings, it wasn't like you know everybody's getting their own. It's like, hey kids, here's a stockpile of stuff. Like you know, fight amongst yourself. It's just like a tr- like a trough, like just like they they feed pigs and just throw like a bunch of toys and like, all right, just play with them. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Right. It was it was definitely a a group effort a lot of times, and then nice. of course the 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 birthdays would roll around and and oh, you'd man. probably end up with with some figures that way too. So I mean, we probably had. 
a pretty good chunk of, of the first, I'd say three or four waves of the, uh, the Hasbro's. Uh, and then they just kind of became scarce. You didn't see probably the later series in the stores as much. Um, some of us got older and kind of grew out of it. And then all of a sudden, uh, they lost the licensing and it was on to like the Jack's figures. And it was kind of like it is now. It's like, once a series dies, do you really want to, want to start something new? Yeah. That's what your parents told you. They're like, Oh, kids, sorry. They're, they're not in the stores anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. can't, we just can't find them. Yeah, um, my, my <laughs> parents yeah, were the no, first I ones. Thought. First ones to kill the uh, the retro series. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. Um, but it, it is funny how, like you said, like if once something kind of like like ends, you know, like I feel bad for all the people who were like, you know, hardcore Jax collectors and, you know, it, and the future is unsure for Mattel. I mean, I'm very hopeful that they're going to retain the license, but what it comes up in like 2021. So we're getting pretty close to figuring out like what the future is with WWE and Mattel. So like, yeah, if Mattel loses the license, like I'm out, like I'm done, I'm going to complete what I want to complete with Mattel, but I'm not moving on. Like I'm not going to join, you know, if, if NECA or ha like Hasbro or anybody else picks up this line, like I just, I just can't. You know, I'm too deep into into Mattel to to uh, turn back now and start fresh. But um, Phil, so tell me a little bit about you as far as like figure collecting and stuff like that. And, you know, um, did you have Hasbro's? Was that like a line that you collected as a kid? Yeah, I'm sitting next to my uh, Detoff that's filled with them right now. I, I was uh, that's how I kind of that's right around when I started watching wrestling was it seems like me and Mike are about the same age. So, um, you know, it was early, early 90s, late 80s. I kind of. I was a little too old for the LJNs, but Hasbro's were in that sweet spot, and I probably had twenty or so. And I've, you know, I've accumulated. Me and Mike have gone back and forth via, you know, all sort of social media messages, kind of like talking about our collections and what we need and what we, where, where we find stuff and all that kind of stuff. So it's been fun, kind of trying to build up the collection. I think we're both, you know, a couple away from uh, completing it. But um, when the retros came out, I mean, I was uh, just dipping my toe into like the collecting. Uh, collecting waters and uh retros are really got what got me back into you know hardcore getting back into wrestling collecting and i you know have all of them except for series nine now both loose and on card and uh i love them i was pretty pretty pissed off when uh they decided to put them on quote unquote hiatus but i had a feeling it was coming and i kind of talked about it on the show it just they were very slowly trickling into stores mike and you know nine and ten still had not even you know, seen the light of day. Series eight was only in the stores for a minute, so the the, sign, the writing was on the walls, unfortunately. Yeah, um, you know, we kind of, I mean, I don't think any of us saw it coming that it was on hiatus. I think we all just kind of attributed it to, to Mattel's distribution problems and things like that, but, um, you know, like I said, as of right now, it is official. This is we're recording this in the end of July 2019. So as of right now, yeah, they are on a hiatus. So hopefully the future they, they come back. But if not, um, I like that we got a nice round number, right? Like a nice even 10. Yeah, that is um, nice. Instead of like stopping at like seven, that would have really bothered me. You know, like t a series of 10, like I can I can get behind. But yeah, if they would have been like, okay, series seven, like this is done. You know, I would have been like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so do you guys, um, you know, I'll start with, I'll start with Mike. Do you have a, you, uh, he said you're a couple away. So I'm assuming you don't have a complete set. What do you, what are you, what are you missing as far as like, what do you need to complete your set on, on the Hasbro line? Um, or on the retros. Yeah. No. The retros, yeah. Yeah. On the, on the Mattel retros, I am caught up. I'm oh, so you're, you're complete. You're, you're complete. What about you, Phil? Do you have a complete set of retros? Uh, I have 
everything except for Series 9, which I need to buy from Ringside Collectibles probably in the next month or so. But I have everything mm-hmm. besides that Series 1 through 8 and Series 10 now, both loose and on card. So uh, to make both sides of the uh, Civil War happy, <coughs> I've, uh, I've got both. And I, ha- I have some extras here and there that I've picked up because... Uh, as we'll get into it later, a lot of the Series 7s uh, now that are in stores are for $3, $5. I've been picking up some of those just you know to see if anybody needs them in the, the Foley family and see if they go up in value in a couple years. But uh, yeah, I'm all everything except for Series 9. So when we get to that part of the show, I'm just going to put the mic down and get a beer and let Mike uh, just talk for a couple minutes. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so just to give you guys a quick rundown, I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this show, you're you're familiar with the WWE retros. But if you're like me, I, I don't personally cl- personally collect retros. Um, again, it's just like I know, I know. Yes. Yes. I, I, it's it's not because I don't love them. And let and let me tell you, Heel Husband is one of the biggest fans of Hasbro, like that there that there is. You know, I mean, he he had every single one as a kid. You know, I mean, it was just like one of those things. Um, it's just you can't scratch that figure itch unless you're ready to go all in. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So especially you guys. Um, you guys are completed. Yeah. So. yeah, we're right. completists. And so it's it's just something that we didn't we didn't open that box. We did get a Seth Rollins because duh. You know, we had to, we had to get a <laughs> Seth Rollins for the collection, but that's the only retro we have. And the only Hasbro we have in our collection is a Bret Hart. Surprise, surprise. Um, but yeah, so in at San Diego Comic Con. In 2016, which seems crazy. 2016 seems a little bit longer than I thought. Like, I don't know why I was thinking these figures came out a little bit more recently than 2016. But, yeah, it was all the way back in 2016. They revealed um, at Comic-Con these, these uh, retros. And, man, I think it just kind of, like, set the the figure world on fire. Because, you know, like you said, the, the Hasbros were so beloved for so many figure collectors out there. And just to kind of see that, that line be revived and be able to get your favorite super superstars in this Mattel, you know, four inch scale. Um, I think people were like so super excited about it. So they came out with a ring just like, you know, um, you had back in the day. Those retro rings are super cool. Uh, Phil has a, a nice little hoard of them that he's, you know, um, given to the collectors and sold to collectors and stuff like that who needed them. So he's been able to find them at a, at a pretty good discount these days. But um, yeah, I'm super excited to go through the first series that came out. There were six figures so which they later kind of like you know shrunk the line down to only having four figures for uh for each series so the first series consisted of brock lesnar kevin owens the ultimate warrior john cena roman reigns and the undertaker so um phil out of this series which i mean it's a pretty well-rounded series you got you got a couple of legends you got you know your part-timer part-timers in brock lesnar and you got cena um and then you got your two your two more modern guys like with roman reigns and kevin owens i think it's a pretty good mix for this first series what what was your like star player of this first retro series uh, it's easy to say Roman Reigns because that's been the hardest to get for people. I remember when those came into stores. I just bought one of each, and you know, knowing what we know now, WrestlingToyTracker.com is a good tool to kind of go through prices and get an idea of how much things are are worth. Uh, Ninety five dollars mint on card is the value of a Roman Reigns retro right now, and you know, ten dollars. Is that and... the is that the Superman punch version? Uh, um, 
I don't think it, it it doesn't specify. Maybe that one's a little more more rare, but I think just in general, the Minton card is ninety five and it's sixty one dollars loose. Uh, gotcha. It's a it's a great looking figure, and it's you know it's probably my favorite of this bunch. But Mike, I want to get your thoughts. This is, I mean, they came out swinging with these six. The only head scratcher might be Kevin Owens, but I can't yeah. can't really think of another you know current wrestler that I would put in there. Maybe a Seth Rollins or an AJ Styles, but. Uh, man, I mean, besides Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, and, and, and Bret Hart, you have some, you know, Hall of Fame names here. Right. And the, and originally there was a, a rumor that this was a, uh, like a one-off set. It was yeah. going to be six right. figures and that was it. So yeah. for, for Kevin Owens to be part of that six, six only figures, it seems kind of, a like an odd choice, especially when you have, um, so many other guys. I know, 2016 styles had been around for a while um but he, he was still pretty new to the company true mm-hmm. um i mean obviously you had um ambrose and you had seth rollins they were kind of getting away from that that shield faction um but roman and cena were your were your top guys so yeah if that if it had been a one-off six set uh it's definitely a uh, an array of guys but it's got some uh, some head scratchers there and to think like Phil said, that Roman is is that high in value. Yeah, um, I can remember going into Walmart and that being the figure that there was twenty of. Um, I know to- this is like it's like a huge regret because I remember seeing those Romans sitting on the on the pegs. I mean, I'm glad they probably went into the hands of collectors, which is what I always want. You know, I'm not I'm not a scalper, I'm not a reseller, but man, looking back, I'm like, holy crap, dude! If you only knew which figures were gonna like go up in value, and especially like I mentioned earlier, for those of you who don't know, when they originally released the set, um, they gave him Superman Punch action right so um those were released it said superman punch on the card well then a later run of series one uh, came out and it just said you know punch i think it was just like punching action because they couldn't use superman punch obviously superman is a a licensed entity so they can't they can't use that um so those people who have the mint on cards superman punch cards like i think those are like way way valuable so i don't know what the exact uh what the exact value of one of those is right now but yeah if you were lucky enough to get one of those and keep it in the pack like you, you got a pretty good little piece on your hands yeah i mean i think the the smart thing with with bringing these back was uh it's kind of like everything right now it's it's nostalgia um, yes from from funko pops to just some of your basic action figures a lot of the stuff NECA is doing um for collectors and for a lot of its parents who want to introduce their kids to something uh that they were into when they were kids so uh, for, for a lot, this uh, can be an excuse for why they own uh, 45 more wrestling figures because they, <laughs> like they look like the Hasbro kids or yeah. figures they had when we were kids. Yeah, so you I, know, if there's one thing I know about wrestling, uh, wrestling fans in general is that they have a very strong sense of nostalgia like we love nostalgia as wrestling figures or wrestling fans um and even myself like i'm nostalgic to so many things not just wrestling um but yeah wrestling does pull on the heartstrings and they're really really good at that especially the wwe yeah just just looking at that series one um i personally kind of gravitate towards the undertaker i like the uh i love that version yeah i like the purple um Mm -hmm. him him originally coming in and that that gray tone and they have multiple hasbro versions of that that gray so to do that purple uh that SummerSlam is probably one of the most memorable pay-per-views for me when i was a kid with the undertaker versus undertaker so anytime i see that purple that's just 
that's the Undertaker I probably remember the most. Man, what a so shitty match I, I just... that was. That was such a <laughs> shitty match. But yeah, that's but, but I... such such a great build up. But oh, hundred yes, percent. Yeah, not a, not a great match. I agree with you. I love the I love that they went with the purple Undertaker, and I'm, I'm really just looking at these. I have the first two series here in front of me on my desk uh, slash folding table because I haven't bought a real desk yet. Um, I'm surprised these haven't like these are perfect because you hit them like you like you said you hit the nostalgia feel with the you know the the older collectors and my son like he plays with basics and elites right now in his room but when I pull these out I mean he like is is he'll go on like a week straight where he just wants to play with all my retros and I have to kind of hide them from him but I mean they're perfect for kids I mean they're they're smaller in size they're more cartoonish looking you know it's so I mean they really check all the boxes for people so um yeah but this series one is great i think the cena is really good looking the lesnar is good looking yeah it's i mean they i can see why if they thought this was a one-off they picked the right characters to uh to go with more series here for sure right i also like that the uh the series one does not have any of the uh the jumper figures which which get a bad rap for hasbro and mattel uh and and they sure decided to add plenty of them later in the series yeah i think i think phil um you kind of nailed it on the on the head with um by saying you know even if like so a kid walks into a store and he sees this figure on the shelf he doesn't have to know anything about hasbro he doesn't have to know anything about the past like this is a figure that is going to appeal to children and it's going to appeal to adults you know which is kind of a a hard uh, area to kind of nail down right because i think elites are more they're more scaled toward collectors right they're a little bit more of a premium figure the basics are nice but again when you're a smaller kid you know in that four five six seven range like this is like a perfect a perfect action figure for you um so we're gonna move on to series on to series two and um i i think this is a really really great series this was this was strictly a legends series so they didn't have any any modern guys in this in this series i mean unless you want to count you know triple h but i mean this is definitely not a modern a modern um version of triple h so in series two you had kane mankind the rock uh you had Crow Sting, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Triple H. So we in the first two series, really quickly, I want to m- take note that Kevin Owens and Sting are the only two to have a, a double feature in the retro series line. So in these first two series, you have the you know, you have Kevin Owens, and then you have a different um, version of Kevin Owens in a later series, and then in, you have in series two you have Sting, and then you're going to get another Sting for, uh, another Sting later on, which I think is pretty pretty unique like you said you were surprised to see kevin owens in the first series and yet he's going to get another retro release later on down the line for sure we'll get to that there was probably some reasons why that happens but i mean <laughs> yeah uh yeah. it is cool yeah. i mean it speaks to how much they have faith in him you know and you can tell it by watching smackdown every week uh the, mike the cane in this series is probably <clears throat> one of my top two or three retros it's absolutely perfect you got the one sleeve the mask looks great. It's just, you know, a total, like, perfect homage to the, like, Attitude Era Kane. And on yeah. the other side of the coin, not a huge fan of the Triple H. Number one, he has a jumper feature, which I don't like. also would have loved to see, uh, a, you know, the game instead of, like, this Triple H, yeah. which re- really wasn't around for very long and, what you know, wasn't very memorable. This is kind of, like, the tail end of... Uh, his his like blue blood type of character so uh that's the only thing i have about this other than that i mean this is you know six of the biggest wrestlers of all time you can't really do but anything but nitpick these yeah Yeah, this this is a hard this is like a mount rushmore series i feel like 
Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely hard to argue with the uh, the Kane figure, the uh, the bright red being the the original look for Kane. Uh, they 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 nailed it with this figure. Um, I I do like the mankind. I like the the details of the the knee brace on Austin. Uh, but yeah, I do agree the uh, the Triple H being that era and the jumper feature. If if any figure was going to get multiple versions of a figure, it probably would have been Triple H eventually, and it, and it still could be, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there, there's definitely, I mean, you know, obviously Triple H has strings to pull, but there, there's a lot of versions of Triple H. And like you said, I was kind of puzzled myself as to why this was this was the variety that we got for Triple H. But yeah, the knee brace is a really great addition to Stone Cold. I love, um, you know, the the claw feature on the, on the Mankind figure. I just think this is a great series overall. The Rock, I mean, you can pretty much... I mean, he looks like the rock. He's wearing rock trunks and knee pads, black boots, got the got the people's eyebrow. Um, so he's pretty sta- pretty standard for for a rock figure. But yeah, overall, I think this is one of the more strong series of of the entire of the entire release. So this is why they still had six. So we're gonna move on to real, series three. And series three is where real, they decided. Gina, real quick, to, sorry, sorry yeah. real quick. Uh, this was the series that I I found this entire series at Ollie's for like. 399 or something and at that wow. point up to that point i'd already just been okay i'm just going to keep these in the package that's it and i found them like and i bought them all like for like oh, what four dollars and i was like okay now i'm going to open these up and that just opened up pandora's box of like getting all of them <laughs> loose but i mean uh we'll, we'll talk at the end of the show where you can kind of if you, if you don't collect the retros if you want to get into it now that it's maybe on a hiatus we'll give you some spots of where to find them for a little bit less expensive money but um yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because I was able to find them so cheap. I was just like, uh, it, I wish I would have bought the whatever they had at the whole store, but I didn't. So. Yeah. So, um, Mike, are you a are you a uh, MOC collector or do you collect loose? So currently, they are all mint on card, um, mm-hmm. and that because I kind of had that expectation that maybe this was gonna be, uh, like a ten series type run, mm-hmm. um. And at some point, I plan on building some kind of display and kind of mixing them with the uh, the Hasbro collection when I finish the last few of those that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still brainstorming on what kind of display to make something that's a little bit different. So, yeah, they won't stay mint on card. I do plan on uh, letting them all breathe at some point. That's um, my boy. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, if, if I'm going to have all these Hasbros displayed, uh, loose then might as well do them the uh the mattels also yeah i agree i think it i think it definitely makes for a especially like you said if you're going to have hasbro's loose it's going to make for a more a more cohesive display um with them all being loose but yeah i, I hope one day you don't regret peeling them all off the cards i mean you know toy in my opinion toys are meant to be played with i don't buy i don't buy figures to resell so if i open them up it is what it is you know i don't i, mean, I don't <laughs> i'm not trying to make money off of these things no but man when you see that like hundred dollar mark mark for roman reigns you're like what i can sell roman for a hundred dollars i'll be very, 10 very true very true um one time yeah we gave away one of the the codes for the oh my god what's the game the wrestling game that people play where you scan like you get the codes in the figure mayhem uh, yeah. no it was it was it is it mayhem i thought mayhem was this oh was you're that? talking about the one that came with 2k um yeah um, so we gave away, like we gave away, like we offered them on Chick Foley one time. We got them with our, our 2K game and uh, Hill Husband put them up on Chick Foley. And uh, we were like, does anybody want these codes for this game? I cannot believe I can't remember the game, name of it. And we got like so many DMs. And we was yeah. like, okay, so we gave them to the first person. Then we looked them up on eBay and people pay like 50 to 100. And this was like a, this was like wow. a 
John Cena character that you can only get like you know with with a special edition of 2K or something. And people paid like a hundred dollars for these oh figures God. on eBay or for these codes on eBay. I was like, damn, <laughs> we screwed we screwed up, you know. Um, but it, it felt good to help out another another you know mark. But it was pretty funny when we realized like the value of that. You're just kind of like, oh shit, you know. But moving right along to Series 3, this is a more modern series. So we went from pretty much all legends to um, almost all um, all new guys, with the exception of Goldberg. But at that time, you know, Goldberg was making – he was kind of a modern guy because he was making his in-ring debut back and all of those things. So we have AJ Styles. Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Goldberg. So out of this series, Phil, who would you say is, is the top contender? You better say Seth Rollins. Uh, well, yeah, this 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 is where everything took a turn because they they <laughs> must have seen the success of these first two series and pumped the shit out of these because some of these are still at targets yeah. in my area, which is you yeah. know, we're on series 10 now, not a good sign. And it was probably just because they just made a ton of them. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong. I mean, it's four of the biggest names in the business now, you know, Goldberg, Goldberg excluded. But I, I do like the Seth Rollins. I, I just don't like that jumper. I just feel like it's kind of limiting. Yeah. I, the Styles is my favorite out of this group. I think it looks really good. I love that's my favorite style of uh, of the retros, the action where it's kind of the you can make the clothesline, you can do the fish, you can like you know use it as like a, a suplex, and it does like the twist. Uh, so you can do like a clothesline with it. That's my favorite. So uh, all of them are good looking. I, I've bought them all multiple times because I've you know might when our bud, our buddy Mike Lanham here to let us know that the Game Stops in our area were doing all the figures for five dollars. I bought a bunch of these uh, to keep mint and loose and give to people. So uh, I, I have a lot of them. So this isn't a bad series, Mike, but I think they just mass produced it, and this is probably where things uh, where pe- where stores just started thinking that these weren't selling. Yeah, I'm going to guess that Series 3 was probably um, when all the different retailers started carrying them because uh, I think a lot of people forget Series 1 was Walmart Walmart exclusive. exclusive. Mm -hmm. Right. So Series 2, you probably didn't see a lot in Target and stuff. It was probably hit or miss. Um, But like you said, this is the series I can go into my Target right now and (laughs) Seth Goldberg are probably still on the pegs. Um, And like I said, some game stops. I still see Dean Ambrose and, and Styles at five bucks. So, um, yeah, they probably were like, man, this this uh, line is doing really well. We should probably introduce this to as many retailers as possible. And uh, I get that they're four of probably the most popular people that were going at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, to, to still see them today, uh, as much as everybody's wanting to collect and, and kind of complain about the series going away or possibly, these figures are still pretty uh plentiful and easy to find yeah i actually bought my seth rollins at a um at a gamestop so yeah i mean i I remember specifically going into gamestop and finding and finding seth rollins so there were several changes made um to series three so again we talked about earlier that they went from a series of six to now they're only doing four. Um, and this was, they were trying to produce more series per year um, and, the, and have the turnaround of the figures be faster, right? So they were trying to give us more of these. They saw, like you said, with the success of the first two series, 
trying to give us more figures quicker, that sort of thing, trying to get the distribution um, under control. Um, and these were the first series that actually came with display stands. So they came with the little plastic display stands with the little um, foot peg for you to be able to stand your figures up on. And they also came with a... Um, this is when the Mayhem app, we were talking about apps earlier. This is when the Mayhem app came out um, and you could, you know, uh, you there was like a little co code on your figure that you could scan um, and, you know, there was content in the app for you. So, yeah, this series, like you said, I think it was just really, really overproduced because um, we still we still see it today, um, which is which is a shame because these are these are four great guys. But these are like like you said, these are like your top pick guys you know what i mean like these are like your your superstars that are on every shelf they have every basic every every elite um there's going to be a series with one of these one of these guys in it but yeah. um what did you say was your was your favorite of the series mike uh i'm gonna agree with the uh the aj styles i just yeah. i think the the look of it the gloves the uh the mom haircut is is on point <laughs> mm -hmm. uh I, I do like the dean ambrose it's the the jumper figures just I don't know why they irk everybody. I guess because they don't stand up. Hence why we have stands going forward. Yeah. Um, but kids, kids love them. I've I've given my nephews figures over the time, and they immediately want the jumper figure. I guess just because of the the way it moves, and you can play with it. Uh, yeah. But but I guess older collectors and just stuff like that just do not seem to care for these as much. But yeah, I, I believe the styles uh, just very detailed even the, down to the tattoo and just the gloves and everything uh is definitely the uh the high mark for me for this series yeah personally i think the retro uh, the the jumper figures um it they they just look strange like the legs don't look normal um it looks like they it looks like they're like these big beefy guys who just like skip leg day you know because <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. they're like they're like big up top and then they go they like go really really small down at the bottom and like you said which causes problems with them standing up and things like that um but it does make the figure look awkward and yeah i wish seth rollins came with something other than <laughs> other than the jumping action um jumping action for his figure but series four um we have these are again we have a, a mostly modern guys and we have one legend in this series and it is the one and only rick flair um we have finn balor this is the second release of kevin owens so his first retro was the duct tape the ko shirt that we all know very signature signature t-shirt of kevin owens and then we have the fight owens fight shirt in in series four and then we have a uh, retro series for sammy Zayn. so rick flair finn balor kevin owens and sammy Zayn. what would you say is the top uh, figure for this phil man i love the deco on finn balor i'm trying to find it right now in my box of loose random retros and i yeah. can't seem to find he's it, got but... the green the green tongue yeah it looks really cool i mean it's it's a jumper but it kind of fits for him because you can do the coup de gras I like that a lot. The Ric Flair, and this is this is the series where I guess it. I mean, we saw it slowing down so much that these started showing up at five below, and I grabbed them for five bucks all day. And I was, you know, I was selling some of these Ric Flairs to some folks on Twitter and Instagram, you know, to help people out because they just weren't seeing them. And we never really saw some of these in stores for a while, but uh, they were popping up at five below. Uh, they're all nice. I mean, uh, Michael probably get to it, but this is the second Kevin Owens. This was supposed to be Enzo Amore. And they, you know, once he got released, they repainted it. Uh, they repainted the original Series 1, Kevin Owens, with a new shirt uh, just to kind of fill the void there. But um, that fits in with the Sami Zayn. I like that figure. But the Ric Flair's, you know, kind of a classic 80s Ric Flair. But the winner yeah, here for me it. is Finn Balor. 
Yeah. What about you, Mike? Uh, yeah, I definitely uh, I like the paint job on Finn. It is it's a really nice looking figure. I'm going to go with the Ric Flair only yeah. because the Hasbro Ric Flair is the worst Hasbro in existence. <laughs> yeah, the uh, this yeah this Hasbro is or this retro is definitely a, definitely a step in the right direction. I love the blue. I love I love this version of Ric Flair. It's one of it's like my favorite version of Ric Flair. Um, and again, the Finn has you know the jumping action, so you know he, it does take him take him down a peg. Speaking of articulation, um, in series four, Sami Zayn had an extra point of articulation, so he had a kicking action, um, and this was the first time that we had seen that that extra point of articulation um we would later see it in series seven with Seamus as well but um it is pretty cool that they that they did decide to add an extra point of articulation and to your point about them getting rid of Enzo I have a question for you guys is is Enzo going to be the modern day uh rhythm and blues Greg Valentine Ooh, man. Somebody sounds like somebody sounds like Brainy do you guys remember the the Hey Arnold Brainy like breathing <laughs> into the mic I think that's, I think that's is that, Mike, is that yeah. you Mike Mike, are you breathing into your mic? <laughs> it's highly possible. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if, for you guys who don't know Brainy, look up Brainy on Hey Arnold. He like would always show up behind Helga and just be like. <gasps> <laughs> I think it's entirely possible. I don't know if there's a bunch of them made already or if they were able to catch it before uh, he was released. But, um, you know, that I've be... never seen one in person. I've never seen anyone have one. No, and it sounds like uh, our buddy Zach Ryder will not be purchasing one if one does show up so i'm sure nobody really likes enzo amore uh, i do want to touch on the finn balor since you haven't opened up mike uh it's a pretty cool it's not the not your classic jumper so it's a, something where if you pull his arm back he his legs move up and down and then you can kind of move him up and down and his arm will move up and down if you push him down up and down so it's not, right it's not the one on the back where it just kind of jumps it's kind of a little bit different of a of a move so it's pretty cool but um yeah, this series was good. I think the Rick, like I said, the Ric Flair has my favorite action, and it does make up for that awful Hasbro with the with the black eyebrows that uh, doesn't make much sense. So uh, I was a fan of that one. Yeah, the thing I I don't like about this series is um, is on the packaging. Like the cards actually look great, but then they have this giant um like mayhem like logo right on the front you know i don't i don't like how big and boxy it is and it kind of takes away from the card a little bit because you know they kind of have that like vintage feel to them the cards um and then it's got this giant like app advertisement on the front of the card which i think kind of takes away from it because they do have these beautiful like stands like you know we we don't use the stands um for any of our figures but i do like the stands they have like the the superstars logo on them and things like that but that freaking like app advertisement on the front really kind of irks me so when you, when you display your elites you just have them free freestanding there's no you don't buy the uh elite stands from like ringside or anything no they are free they wow. are freestanding the heel the heel husband is a is a like a freaking genius with like placing those things man i can heart like i can hardly get him to stand up sometimes and he's like placing them just perfectly um yeah but if you ever went in there and like you know did a did a freaking stomp around in the in the mark cave the earthquake uh, move yeah, <laughs> yeah if, you, if you like did if you did the earthquake move it would definitely it would cause like a royal rumble type situation everybody would like go overboard um but yeah we're looking for a new way to dis to display them but yeah we've never used figure stands we always just trash those things um but yeah that that's us freestanding but moving on to series five this series contains the entire new day so you have biggie 
Kofi and Xavier um, in in the pink and blue gear, which I like. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I do. I do love the uh, the OG kind of like pink and turquoise unicorn gimmicks that the uh, that the New Day had. And then you've got Macho Madness, Macho Man Randy Savage. So, what out of these figures would you say is the is the strongest of the series? I'll let you go first, Mike. Uh, I've. D- <sighs> I like the New Day as a as a set. I like that they put all three of them together. I feel like you you probably couldn't get away with not introducing all three at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- maybe nowadays, if they were just now being introduced, you may have gotten Kofi by himself first. Uh, but yeah, the, the the madness Macho Man, uh, especially for them to go a different direction with him since he already had uh, what three or four iterations in the Hasbro collection. Yeah. So to uh to introduce him in the in the WCW gear. Uh, that black and white paint just just really stands out in this collection. Um, this was probably also the first set I remember seeing uh, the talk of the uh, the retro ring coming out mm-hmm. uh, when they started talking about these figures, uh, and then everybody was pretty much all in on on starting to grab these figures up and collecting and having the ring and everything, just because of how hard those uh, older rings are to get. Uh, in good condition these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this uh, Macho Madness figure is awesome. I love that they went with the M- NWO Macho Man. It's just kind of a harkens back to that WCW time, which we don't get too much of, you know, in in the uh, the the wrestling figure line from Mattel. Um, I, I don't know. I, the, the New Day is great. I'm glad they did them all together. But this Macho Man was super hard to find, Mike. I don't know about you. Uh, I had trouble finding it. I was able to track it down eventually. I forget where I where I did find it. Uh, probably a, a buddy through Facebook and just you know making connections to some of these Facebook groups. But um, this was the first series yeah, where the, like the, you know these these things were not readily available. I mean, it was tough to get. Yeah this this might have been the first series I bought from Ringside. I don't recall buying these at a store. Um, I bought them probably from Ringside and then. A few months later is when uh, it was probably you, Phil, was like, oh, these are at five below. And I was like, I, <laughs> I feel like I paid a lot more. I need to go to five below and, <laughs> yeah. and, and maybe have, have backups and stuff like that. Because then I started thinking, man, can I get a, a, a loose and a men on card series out of these? But my, uh, my five below, I think honestly, outside of maybe like series two or three, never saw any more of them. So I know... We, we talk so much about distribution for these figures, uh, and it, it's so hit or miss. And we've even seen it, uh, I guess, as late as this week with uh, people looking for the Pat Patterson and some of the newer figures. Mm-hmm. You go into one Walmart in California, and they've got 10 of them. And you go to one in, in Baltimore or, or Virginia, and they, they have bare walls. So uh, it's probably continues the frustration of, of trying to find figures when everybody's uh, seeing them in one city or one state and then the same figures for for a year straight and another it is super yeah. frustrating but um you know we, both of us have were able to find the entire series and you know we i have stories about where i found some of these you have stories whether you bought them from different stores or websites and you know people complain about it on social media and if you know if you don't if you don't like it go collect uh tuna cans or go collect soda cans or something because i mean <laughs> soda cans are you like a hundred years old half you know half the half the fun of of this is like trying to find these things in the wild or or you know getting a buddy to find them for you or you know trading or something like that i mean we'll get into this this next series series six I walked into a Kmart randomly. Like we have, we it's closed now, but we had one Kmart in my Baltimore area here, 
and I don't even know why I went into this store and they had this entire series six on the pegs and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And, uh, I didn't even know Kmart sold, you know, retros or anything like that. So, uh, it, it was just, you know, it's just, you know, you, you'll find them eventually, whether you have to spend a little bit more on eBay or, or what. But I think uh, this this line did suffer from some serious distribution problems. But, uh, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's kind of the, the thrill of the hunt for sure. Yeah. So in, in Phil's words, if uh, if you don't like hunting figures, you should go collect, <laughs> you should go collect wooden nickels. Um, I mean, imagine, imagine if everyone's Walmart had like five Pat Patterson's. No one would give a shit about Pat Patterson. Right. I don't care about Pat Patterson, but the fact yeah. that it's rare it makes me want one. Much yeah, like the the Harley Race figure. It's it's no one wanted it until they couldn't find it. Yep. But guys, you can you can say that all day long, but it's not just it's not just those figures. It's not just Sherry, it's not just Harley Race, it's not just Pat Patterson. This is a problem with like all series like you know i mean standard release elites i mean remember the nxt elites um i mean those were like i mean those are standard release they're not i mean they're target exclusives but i mean no targets had them if only one store is supposed to get these figures you think that one store would have them you know like if this if this is a if this is a, a line of figures that is made specifically for one location how can we not get figures to this one location you know what i mean very so true I, yeah. very true i i think yeah. i think i think the the biggest thing for figure collectors is just to open up your avenues and not feel so limited like you can only buy if you're buy from a store you know what i'm saying like there's so many websites out there there's ebay there's amazon there's ringside there's freaking megalopolis there's i mean there's it's countless ways for you to acquire figures there's facebook communities and you know all of that so there's ways to get them other than just hunting you know so i think if you just be open and patient patience is a virtue you guys um that they you will find them you know um and yeah, let, the, let the hype die down a little you know everybody yeah, wants to be what... the first with social media <laughs> now everybody wants to post a picture that they had they bought it before everybody else that's the thing that's what it is yeah yeah, it's FOMO. FOMO. Yeah, so the, like, yeah, the, the, the Slim Jelma uh, Macho Man next week, you'll see plenty of pictures everywhere of everybody exactly. uh, <laughs> getting theirs in the mail. And then obviously the people that are still looking for one uh, probably in a week or two when they realize they probably won't ever see one available again. So, yeah, I think I think by the time uh, Series 5 came out, uh, you were probably all in on these figures. And so it was just mm -hmm. the... The, the hunt for these figures going store to store. I think there's a uh, Walmart right behind me from work. There's another one about a mile from my house. So once or twice a week, I would just kind of walk in, walk past the toy section and in hopes that they would have some of these figures. And normally if you caught it one of the first few days, you might be able to snag all four at once and, and be done until the next series hit the store. So yeah, the, the thrill of the hunt is definitely there. Uh, and I think it's kind of, that's probably what helped get me back into uh collecting these figures was just they weren't just everywhere you you actually had to go out and, and and look for them and then once i was dedicated to wanting to have all of them that's where it was like man i don't want to miss out so i'm gonna buy this one off ringside or buy this one off amazon because i don't want to miss out on it or not be able to find it when the next series comes out Exactly, exactly. Um, and you know, I mean, and that's what that's what collecting is all about. And I think a lot of people forget that, you know, I mean, that's what I mean, if it like you said, if they were everywhere on every shelf, nobody would give a crap, there would be no sense of urgency. And I mean, you got to think also like Mattel is a business. 
right? Like, I don't agree with everything they're doing now. Like, I feel like there's, there's a demand for figures and they're not supplying that demand. But at the same time, like they have to be smart with what they put out because they don't want to be stuck with, you know, 700,000 Xavier Woods retros, like sitting in a warehouse somewhere that aren't selling. You know what I mean? Like they have to be very careful about what they produce, what they distribute, distribute, um, and those sorts of things and where they send them. So that was kind of an aside. We're going to jump on to series six, which is another great series of, of retros. In my opinion, we have um, an awesome looking Bray Wyatt. We have Daniel Bryan. We have Shinsuke Nakamura, and we have our second release of sting, which is a Wolfpack version of sting. So um, Mike, I'll let you go first. Which one, stood, which one of this series stood out to you the most? Uh, yeah, it's, it's the Bray Wyatt. I, uh, I love this figure. Um, this is probably right when uh, uh, he was probably starting to really see his his singles push. I would say outside of uh, just being with the the rest of the Wyatts, the the details on the tattoos, just the look of the figure and the beard and the hair, uh, they really nailed this figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Naka, the Nakamura is 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 really good too. Uh, th- this is one of the better sets of four probably out there. Um, I know it's a it's basically a repaint of Sting, but uh, to add that Wolfpack sting, uh, I mean, you've yeah. got so many other other figures out there that have had different paint jobs and stuff. You, it's really hard to leave out uh, two different versions of of sting. Oh yeah, I think you. I think with a, with a character like Sting, you can get away with that. Obviously, you know, I would have loved to see a uh, a Surfer Sting uh, yeah. c- come into the, come into the line. But at the same time, um, yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody was mad to get Crow Sting and Wolfpack Sting. Same as I bought I bought you know the the elite form of both of those guys. You know, I was not mad at it. What about you, Phil? What which one stood out to you? Yeah, I'm with him. It's, it's a great series. They're all really well done. I love the Shinsuke Nakamura. Has the, the hair looks perfect. Has it shaved on one side. Just, he can do the, uh, what's the finishing move? I can't ever pronounce it. Uh, Kinshasa. Kinshasa. Yeah, it does that. Does that <laughs> no, kinda... it's not, it's not Kinshasa. <laughs> King Sasha. King Sasha Banks. <laughs> the Hibachi, Hibachi Sasha. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, the Bray Wyatt. I mean, the tattoos. I mean, the tattoos on on the Bray Wyatt. I'm, look, I'm holding it right now. It looks like a looks like an elite figure. The head's really well done. Has a good Cape Fear type of look to it. Um, I love the Wolfpack Sting, even though it's a jumper. I mean, the, they're all well done. And in uh, this series, uh, it's one of my favorites too. It's probably my second favorite series after Series Two. So yeah. Yeah, Series Seven. Okay, so Series Seven. This, in my personal opinion, again, I don't collect these, so I don't, I don't really have a, you know, a hardcore opinion either way. But I feel like this is one of the weaker series of of the bunch. Um, and we got Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels, which, you know, I mean, I know, I know, this is probably saying this is probably hurt and feels feelings because this is the series that contained Kurt Angle. But we got Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, and then Sheamus. Um, this series just really didn't excite me, um, but. For uh, Phil, what was your favorite? I think I already know the Come answers. Come on, Sheena. <laughs> Come on. I have four of these Kurt Angles now at this point. Yeah. I, bu- I just bought a whole set the other day for $5 each. The Shawn Michaels is one of the worst wrestling figures of all time. Uh, the face on it looks just like a... I can't even describe it in BPC. Um, it kind of looks like Bob Backlund. Yeah, it's bit. it's pretty bad. I mean, these, these are warming the pegs, and um, for anyone who thinks that this line should be canceled, the stores will point you to these four figures because no one's yeah. buying them. I don't know if they got too many of them. 
Uh, nobody wants Sheamus. You know, Chris Jericho now with AEW. Uh, it's just, you know, they all look really good except for the Shawn Michaels, but uh, they just didn't move. And they're still, you know, you can probably find them at your Walmart right now for five bucks or three bucks. Uh, you know, uh, it's none of them were really spectacular. They were just kind of blah. Yeah, what um what I do appreciate about this series though is this was the first series that they took the mayhem app thing, yeah. the, the thing the thing that I was um you know complaining about earlier, and they made it like much more discreet um and less like invasive on the packaging. So that is one you know that is one thing that I do like about it. They did change the packaging a little bit. They went back to blue. Um, but yeah, overall, like I mean, these things sat. I mean, I saw these things in several stores where I'm at, and they just kind of like sat there and sat there and sat there um and i think these kind of clogged the clogged the shelves because in store i never saw you know series eight series nine i mean i never saw any of those so it's like you know uh i think this was kind of the stopping point where they were like oh yeah <laughs> maybe we shouldn't send out any more of these things yep exactly yeah they've, they've been warming the pegs for sure and uh yeah yeah what about you yeah, i was like no, it felt like they went from series three to series uh, seven. Like, what? No one ever saw four, five, and six really in stores. You might might have seen them once, twice, yeah. and and immediately to seven, and still warming the pegs. Uh, that Shawn Michaels, like Phil said, is is terrible. Um, I mean, the body and the and the pants and everything look good, but that face scan. You would think if there's <clears throat> probably anybody in the WWE, they could have a good face scan of. It should be Shawn Michaels. Um, the Jericho's kind of the same way. The face isn't nearly as bad. <clears throat> you can kind of tell it, it's a Chris Jericho figure. Uh, the scarf's a nice touch and stuff just to throw something different in there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd say the the Kurt Angle, even though he looks like a Saturday morning American Gladiator uh, Kurt Angle, <laughs> uh, is definitely the best figure. Uh, I like that they went with the <clears throat> the older, uh, well, younger Kurt Angle, the the olympic gold medalist kurt angle instead of the bald look we probably oh, will God. see him or or eventually we'll get that other kurt angle or or general manager kurt angle but yeah i do like the uh the, just the the look of that figure with the singlet yeah for sure so we won't we won't harp on this series too long because if you want to see it i'm sure you can just go to, <laughs> your, go to your local discount retailer and and find and find plenty of them to check them out but moving on to series eight which is actually it's i i, I like this series a lot um it's braun Strowman, jeff hardy zach Ryder, and iron Sheik. um you know i first of all i want to say i feel like zach Ryder. No shade to Zack Ryder. Obviously, he's the $1,000 broski, the Michael Jordan of figure collecting. But I feel like the only reason he got a retro is because of his level of, you know, like figure collecting and his influence in the figure community. I mean, am I wrong in assuming that? Because there's no other reason that Zack Ryder would be in this no, line, right? No, he, he admits it on the show, too. He said there's no reason with his TV time that he should get this. And they use the kind of the Long Island IC old school Zack Ryder instead of, you know, a current day one. So I guess yeah. they, they can get away with it. But, um, I mean, it fits. The dude has done a lot for, you know, if you listen to his show, he's done a lot for the wrestling figure community and brought into the forefront front. And he, he, he probably kept these retros going longer than they probably should have because those guys support it so much on their, on their podcast. So, uh, for I, sure. I, I'm all for it. I love the Braun Strowman figure, Mike. I think that was 
the prize of this uh, series, and I was looking forward to seeing what they can do with that body sculpt with other people. Uh, they they use the diesel for it in series ten, but you, know, you finally have a you know a big guy that you know looks a little bit different. Uh, the Iron Sheik I thought was going to be I thought that was going to be the one that people were going to be hard to find um, in stores uh, and, and be like the kind of the next Roman Reigns as far as value, but uh, <laughs> it really hasn't. I mean, nobody's really been clamoring for these, even though they haven't really shown up in stores. Uh, they're still available on Megalopolis and, and Ringside Collectibles. For, uh, if you want a better website um yeah it's you know they're all really good the the jeff hardy looks good i was you know hoping it would be more kind of old school jeff hardy but uh you know it's a good series mike yeah there, there's really not a bad figure in this series they all they all have a good look to them mm-hmm. um i mean it, it is kind of some if if they when they announced these figures i'm sure a lot of people were like what a random assortment of, of four guys for uh, sure to, uh, but but that's kind of part of it is is you you're gonna have your your current two or three guys you're gonna have your your retro look with your your Long Island IC Zack Ryder and then you throw in your your Hall of Famer or your or your throwback figure with Iron Sheik so yeah they they all look really good in this set um, I like the Braun Strowman a lot um, for one the the scale they used a larger figure uh, I don't think they've really done that before even if you go back and look at the uh, the early Kane or Undertaker, they're about the same size as all the other figures. So to to use a, a larger sculpt on on Braun really worked for for this figure mm-hmm. um, with the beard and just the tattoo and the look and stuff. So, yeah, I, th- I think he's probably the standout for me for the series. But, yeah, I, I love all four in the series. Sad that we never saw these in stores. Uh, we, we might by the end of the year uh, when people have kind of given up. But hopefully something like that might uh, – help push along a, a future series. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think that Braun Strowman is, uh, is the, is the standout of this series. Um, I think, you know, like you said, I like that they used a bigger body sculpt. I think it just only makes sense. I think Fun- Funko really missed the mark, uh, with, with their Braun Strowman, because I feel like they made him the same scale as everyone else. They should have used like, I don't know if you guys, uh, you know, Harry Potter marks, but like, uh, they have a Hagrid Funko pop that is like giant, Right. And I'm like, they need to use that Hagrid scale for for Braun Strowman, you know, instead of just keeping him the same size as everyone else. He should have been like a six inch figure, you know. Yeah, they're going to do that That'd with cool. that uh, Andre the Giant Funko, I think, uh, the, the yeah. second version. So right. that, that that will look cool. But then all of a sudden your other big guys look out of place. But it looks I like, so small. <laughs> I like yeah. I like that that they're doing that. I think it's a, a Walmart exclusive, but. That one will be a cool uh, for the Funko collectors when it releases. For sure, for sure. I definitely feel like they should re-release release Braun in that one. But so <laughs> moving on to series nine. Series nine, we have Gold Dust, Randy Orton, and Macho Man Randy Savage. I think, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Cesaro slated for this series? Yeah, I want to say he was originally announced, and then this is where you got a uh, another version of of Savage instead. Yeah, um, I'm not mad at that. No, 
I'm not mad at the. Oh, so oh, sorry, Samoa Joe. So it was, I'm missing Samoa Joe. So it's Goldust, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, and Macho Man Randy Savage. So it was supposed to originally be Cesaro, but you got a different a different version of Macho Man instead of Cesaro. Which yeah, like you said, I'm not mad about. I mean, there's nothing really spectacular about Cesaro's look that would make me want to have him as a as a retro. Um, this is pretty cool. So Goldust has a removable wig, um, which is the first time we've seen a removable accessory for for the series which is kind of a kind of a cool little addition right you can have your regular your regular gold dust or you can have your pimped out gold dust yeah it's cool i'm surprised it took them until series nine and if you know their line was coming to an end i'm surprised they spent the extra money to do that but i mean it is cool i mean it would be cool if we got that you know going you know with every series one one person had something extra and take the undertaker's hat off or you know, the Sting's jacket or something. I don't know, but uh, you know, can't complain too much. It is, it is cool that the uh, the gold dust hair comes off there, Mike. Like I said, I don't have any of these figures yet. I'll be buying them very, very soon. But um, you don't, you have them still in the package. Which which one stands out the most to you? Uh, I I do like the gold dust figure. Um, mm-hmm. he, he just kind of sticks out from the rest of them. Um, it's this is another good uh, lineup of four. The the Orton tattoos are well done. Uh, Joe, Joe has a good look to him. I think originally they had announced him in one color, and then they made some changes to it before it released. Uh, the Savage uh, is based off, I guess, an unreleased Hasbro prototype that never happened with the uh, the green shorts instead of his traditional like orange or purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the Go Dust is just a solid-looking figure for the series. Um, and then back to the uh, Cesaro being cut out. I don't know if that was... Originally, he was just planned maybe because Seamus was was in the other series and they just kind of wanted to have him back to back. But I'm, I'm not really sure why they uh, chose to get rid of the Cesaro and, and introduce another Randy Savage instead. Yeah, especially since they already had, um, you know, they already had their throwback in Gold Dust. You know, it wasn't like they needed needed a legend. Um, they had they had Gold Dust. So yeah, I w- I'm really curious as to what the reasoning was behind that. And maybe it's out there. Maybe Bill has has talked about it before. But um, yeah, I would definitely say Gold Dust. Gold Dust does well on our Patreon episodes. I think he, he, does. he won. Yeah, he's the star. Yeah, he <laughs> he won um, the uh, the natural entrance music got a really good push in our on our bracket. And then what was the other one? It was his entrance. Best no. Um, Best, best gimmick, right? Best gimmick, yeah, yeah it was best yeah. gimmick. Yeah, I can't remember which one, but yeah, Gold Test does really good on, on our uh, on the Chick Foley Patreon. Our so next, shout- our next gimmick is uh, our next bracket is the uh, the best finishing move. So we'll see how the curtain call does in that, <laughs> yeah. in that one. I don't know. That one, that one might not last too long. Gold Dust, yeah. Um, so moving on to, to series 10, um, we had this one, um, I actually just did an unboxing for, and then I sent, uh, I sent them to Phil, uh, because, you know, again, I don't, I don't collect these guys and I, ha- I was happy to pass them along to somebody who would love them, but we do have JYD junkyard dog. We have Elias, Matt Hardy, and this is probably, I think this is probably the figure that got most of people excited for the whole series, right? They waited till the very last to give people what they wanted. And they gave us a, a diesel figure that was previously unreleased in the, in the Hasbro line. So that was super exciting. And then we got Elias with a, with an accessory. We got a guitar with Elias. So that was pretty cool. So out of this series, Phil, since you, since you have it, you know, in the figure protector cases, all nice and minty, <laughs> what, uh, what would you say is a standout? Man, it's tough that Elias. I, I unboxed these for our Patreon page, and you gave me the ones from Ringside to keep fresh. That Elias is so 
legit. I mean, with, I love the I love the breakaway guitar. The guitar breaks in half, uh, but it's it's got to be the diesel. I mean, the diesel yeah. and the junkyard dog are really nice. The diesel that we we've, we've been waiting for for years and years. It fits in perfect with the uh, the Hasbro's. It's just a, it's just a great looking figure, man. And it's perfect. It's perfect. It's early diesel too. It's not it's not Big Daddy cool. It's just like bodyguard diesel, you know. So yeah, yeah, super cool. What about you, Mike? Yeah, it's it's hard to argue. Um, yeah, it's the it's the figure everybody kind of clamored for for fifteen twenty years. That where's this diesel that we never got? Um, and if if this was to be the end of the series, they can say, hey, we gave you the figure that we we always promised. Um, yeah. Phil, yeah. did you ever uh, get the guitar back together? Is it still falling apart on you? <laughs> yeah, I, I put in the bag just all the pieces. It's it's it's, it's awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, it's a good-looking Elias. I, I think you could have thrown in maybe the uh, the scarf like Jericho has, but since you already had the uh, the one accessory, uh, it, it definitely works. He's a good-looking figure. Um, the junkyard dog. I mean, anytime you get one of those those retro figures of a of somebody you grew up with, uh, especially if it's not like your top of the line big name, uh, yeah. it's always cool to always cool to see a figure like that. For sure, like you said, I think they, I think they sent us home happy, regardless. You know, nobody's happy to see these things go on a hiatus, but it is one of those things that you know they're like, it's like, it's like when you're watching a pay per view and the whole pay per view sucks, and you're like, God, this is the worst. Like, why did I spend four hours of my life? And then it has, <laughs> then it has like a killer main event, and you're like, Oh man, this was awesome. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, you're like Extreme yeah. Rules was the best pay per view ever, and you're like, Wait a minute, the whole show sucked, but then the, the, the main event was awesome. So. You know, you just kind of you kind of get that you know recency bias. Um, but how how terrible and how how pissed off would the retro collecting community slash Hasbro collecting community been if they teased the Diesel and then never released it? Oh my god, <laughs> that would be that would just be cruel and unusual punishment. Um, I I think this was a perfect place to stop. Like you said, if they were going to stop. Um, it's it's a great line of figures here, Mike. I'm wondering. I mean, series nine and ten have not hit stores. I don't know if they will hit stores, or if they're just going to go. I mean, I got to think there's a, a warehouse full of these things somewhere, and mm-hmm. where they're going to sell them, I don't know. I got a feeling during the holidays we see a bunch of these in, in five below. I would not be surprised at all. Right. If you're if you're on hiatus for future figures, are they? still producing any of the ones that have already happened or is that are they just sitting in boxes waiting to be shipped out yeah, i think they're shit they're sitting in boxes i mean these things these things are created and produced so far in advance you know what i mean right. like it's not it's not like they're making these things on demand right like well, these so, things come out like months before they're even released right, right. Um, and so like yeah they're they're sitting in a in a warehouse somewhere like so, waiting to be released yeah so does that make you you think that maybe there are enzos setting somewhere have they been destroyed or are they holding on to them for for some odd reason well, I mean, my thing is, is like they they didn't release him, but I don't think they ever put him in the line. You know what I mean? I think that maybe we just saw pro- prototypes yeah, just, of him, right, the, the mock-up figure, a prototype, and that was it. Yeah, you know, and he he was a pretty cool figure. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, regardless of what you think of Enzo Amore, I mean, he had a little microphone. He had like his hair in the bun, and like the oh. you know the leopard print, the leopard print. Like it looked really good. Well, it, he was over looked- too. I mean, we've talked about this yeah. on the show. I mean, he was one of the biggest stars. Uh, you know, when he came out on Raw those days, he was. The, the crowd would pop, but 
But oh uh, no, nobody chanted louder than me whenever he would come out. Like if I was at an NXT show or a show and and Enzo and Cass came out, like I was doing the whole shtick. You know what I mean? Like the whole entrance shtick. Like I loved it, you know. And they were so over. Um, but yeah, it's a shame to see how how their star has has fallen, and unfortunately, it, that affected our our ability to get an Enzo Mori retro. Oh, I was about to say something and I totally effing forgot. Uh, <laughs> series. Well, it'll series it'll 10. come. Yeah, it'll come to you. Um, I, 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 I that happens to me all the time with with mom brain. So keep <laughs> keep that thought open. And while you're okay. thinking of that, I want you guys to, um, in, be hopeful, right? I want you guys to keep the hope alive, and I want you to fantasy book a series of four, um, retros for series eleven. So I'm gonna let Mike go first. Uh. And give me what you would want for your four for your four retros in series eleven. Well, they they talked about at Comic Con was it last year about introducing the female superstars, uh, and yeah. hopefully maybe we're going to see the light of day on those. Uh, I I just kind of look at these figures and try to imagine how they're going to do a women's series of these, like what the figures would look like, how how size-wise they would be done compared mm-hmm. to the standard figures. Yeah. Um, so maybe that that was part of the problem of, of doing it, like how small do you make them compared to the the, the male superstars. Uh, I feel like your, your easy answer, if you're going to do females right off the bat, would probably be Rhonda and Becky. Um, I'd like to see a, a Miz figure. Um, maybe wow. with like, yeah, I maybe. Ex- I did not expect to hear Miz. Oh, I'm, I love the Miz. Even no, no, no shade to the Miz. It's just funny. I don't know why. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not I, expecting the Miz. Can, can we all uh, yeah, agree? Just, can I, we all agree that Miz is a is a Hall of Famer? Oh yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's Miz. no way he's not going to be once he's done. I think we'll really appreciate what he's done. But yeah, he's a Hall oh, of Famer. Oh yeah, mind. for sure. Yeah. yeah that, I'm not. I'm. He's like Seth. I don't love the face version of him. He's better as a heel, but yes. he can get over any any way he needs to. Um. I, his his introduction is is uh, video package at Mania 27 is still probably one of the best things I think WWE's ever done. So I, I just feel like he is perfect for this series. Uh, any look they want to give him, I feel like you could probably do the uh, the the red looking trench coat, or you could just do him uh, in the trunks. Maybe I, I think mm-hmm. there's a couple different ways they could go. Uh, I think it's kind of kind of cheating. I feel like perfect for this line would have been a double pack. I think you yeah. could have started introducing tag teams. Uh, I think right off the bat, Usos would have been perfect. Um, even if they looked very similar to figures, you've done it with a lot of the other ones um, in the old Hasbro line. Well, so, I mean, they're, they're twins. So, I yeah, mean, you know, yeah. it's I like... Mean, you, a- would, you would have made some some little subtle changes or whatever, but I feel like they, uh, they would have looked really good together. But I feel like you would have had to sew them together. You couldn't have sewed them as individual figures. So no, yeah, uh, it definitely has to be, it definitely has to be a two pack. I was actually going to ask you guys, if you could, if you could fantasy book, um, a tag team, what, what would you have? And I, I definitely agree with you. Like, I feel like Usos would be the, the first ones right off the bat to get that, that double pack, uh, the double pack up. But I'll take, I'll take the Iconics all day too, if you want to give them to me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many options there. And I have another one, but I think Phil is, uh, already alluded to it. So we'll let, uh, Phil, talk about the four oh, he'd like to thanks, see. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. I don't want to steal your thunder, Phil. It's a great idea. Uh, well, I don't know if I'll actually say it, but um, here, here's mine. If they come back out with the retros, you have to hit the ground running 
with these. And here's what we're going to do. NWO Hulk Hogan. Okay. Bret Hart. Okay. Bret Hart WCW. I don't know how you make it look WCW, but you have to. Uh, oh, you you make it a loser. Sorry. <laughs> you have the gold, maybe the, the, the chest plate. Maybe you have the chest plate on it. And oh, the chest God. Plate. Oh. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Right. Which, yeah. So, what, what, what outfit would you have, Double J? I want the, like the white, the white with the orange. Gear? No, the white with the orange. You know, like the top hat, the orange jacket, the white jacket with the orange fringe and the lights mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, I just think that that hits like kind of current day collectors, and it goes back to kind of you know more Hasbro-y type type figures. You already have the Diesel. Uh, I could I could see a China would be cool too. Um, if you want to do some, yeah. more. the women are going to be tough because these these figures are real chunky. You know, they're, yeah, they're, like, they're not like you, very uh, you petite. Know, that's something, yeah, that's something, you know, I hadn't even considered. I don't even know why until Mike had just said that. Like I had, cause I was like, why do they do women? Like, I'm so pissed. Like, you know, why, why haven't they done any women? And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a, that's kind of a difficult, you know, bridge yeah. to cross. Cause it's like, like you said, I mean, the body types are totally different for, for women than, than men. And, uh, yeah, it, it's. I we never can even do an awesome that. Kong or like a, a Nyla Rose <laughs> uh, or uh, you know those would be easy. Nia, you know, Nia Jax. Yeah, they could do they could do a Nia Jax. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, but yeah, um, I that I was just like looking. I was like scrolling back up, looking at some of these retros, trying to find a body type that that could work. Um, and maybe like maybe like the Kurt Angle body type or like even the Shawn Michaels body type. But yeah, other than that, everybody else is so so beefy. You know, Beef. yeah, <laughs> larger than life, larger than life. Um, but that takes us to our our final series and we completed series 10. So we are at the end. We fantasy book series 11. Uh, I'm going to let Phil take take the mic for a minute and let you guys know for all of you guys. If you're listening to this episode and you, you don't collect retros or you haven't or you're trying to complete your collections, just some places where you can find them um, and things like that. And again, just connect with your local figure collectors, too, because, again, like you, some of these guys find them, they scoop them up because then they can they can pass them along to people who need them. So um, I'm going to let Phil give you a rundown on some some hot places to find retro figures yeah obviously ebay is going to be the place for retro series one and two those are going to be the hardest to find uh a couple stores are going to have them if you go to you know at this point you know marshall's big lots some of these kind of stores i don't know if you have tuesday mornings where you live but there's one of in my area that still has a triple h hanging around that i might go by tomorrow uh, Retro Series Three is still in some Targets. Some of these, you know, Targets and Walmart still have some of these series discounted. Uh, so you can pick them up anywhere uh, that you can find them at Walmart and Target. But uh, Ringside Collectibles, Megalopolis, those are going to be the best bets for some of these later series. And uh, you can use code Chick Foley at RingsideCollectibles.com to get uh, our ten percent off there. Obviously, you probably already know that, but. Um, yeah, I mean it's the thrill of the hunt. There's a ton of good Facebook groups on uh, uh, on Facebook. Obviously, uh, there's a couple of Twitter accounts you need to follow. It's at WWE Retro Stars is an awesome source of information for anything and all retros and Hasbro's. And uh, there's a good guy that that made a graphic, kind of a checklist of all the different ones we talked about today. His uh, Twitter account is WWF Classic, and he's a good follow on Twitter. So be sure to follow him, uh, or he'll yell at me. Um, 
Yeah, it's you know, and, and also message us if you need any help with anything. Uh, there's there's a bunch of people in the community that that'll help you find stuff, and people always up for trading things. So you know, it's never too late to. That's the best part of a, being on a hiatus right now, Sheena, is you can kind of collect at your own pace and 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 yeah. find stuff. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say, you know, now there's no hurry. You know, it's not like, oh my God, do I need to spend money on this one that I missed because there's going to be a new series coming out. Now you can kind of like budget yourself and figure out which figures that you want. Or if you're a completionist, um, you don't have to be in any hurry. Um, but I do think if you are interested in in collecting these retros, like grab them now because the longer you wait, they're only going to go up in value as these things get harder and harder to find. Even the ones that are warming the pegs right now, um, you know, eventually those things are going to be hard to find and uh, you're going to be you're going to be sad when uh, when you miss the boat you're like damn it why didn't i why didn't i grab that freaking uh Seamus figure you know or that Shawn michaels figure when when i had it but um thank you guys all for listening to this um and you know we always appreciate all the patreon support you guys are our foley fam we love you and uh, i'm gonna let phil wrap it up and take us home yeah, I want to give a shout out to Mike Lanham, uh, who is a guest co-host tonight, obviously, and he's he's killed it. But he's also made a couple retro rings for me and Sheena. He, I'm going to post a picture of the uh, the King of the Ring one that he made for me. It was super dope. Are you still making these, man? Or you just do? Was it like a one time thing, or do you just do that as a kind of a hobby, or what? Uh, I mean, outside of the 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 two for you, um, I did a uh, Halloween Havoc uh, orange and purple ring for myself, uh, and I think. Uh, I'm not sure if both of you do or not. If you follow uh, JB Toys on Instagram, yeah. I did yeah. I did one I did one for him also. So uh, yeah, it was just something uh, to try and and trial and error. And I'd I'd probably like to do more. Uh, we obviously don't have Kmart around here anymore, so five dollar rings are hard to come by. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it, it's it's something fun. It's it's kind of something easy that everybody can do. It's just kind of finding the the stickers and there's different places online you can order them if you don't have a uh, the way to make them yourself or print them yourself but yeah just something different to uh to kind of change up that look and not just have that basic blue uh that blue ring that you remember but yeah i like having it too but fun to try so yeah super super mage and yeah i can't i can't speak michael Adams praise high enough he's definitely been a uh, a good friend to the to the foley fam over here the phelps foley fam um you know with his with his gamestop connections and i like i mean he he's the best man we always call and i like ask him he'll husband will hit him up and be like hey do you know what can you check in stock of this or can you see this and mike's always got our back you know so yeah we we appreciate you so much mike and thank you for coming on here and offering your your expertise and your advice i loved hearing from you hey any anytime i can help uh if anybody needs anything just hit me up or, or say something to, to sheena or phil and they can get in contact with me uh if i can do anything to help the fig fam uh, i will yeah and again you can follow mike at mike lanham on on instagram that's m-i-k-e-l-a-n-h-a-m no, no underscores, Phil. No, oh, underscore. I love it. I love it, man. Just, just the old Mike Lanham. That's a, a unique enough name where you don't have to like. There's not like a hundred of you, so you don't have to do like. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't. I don't ever have to worry about getting in trouble with anybody in the future about my my 
Twitter handle or anything like that. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, yeah, you killed it tonight, man. And also, like we always say, you know, reach out to us if you guys have any questions. It's askchickfoley at gmail.com. You guys know where we are on social media. We really appreciate everybody listening via Patreon member. Uh, Mike is a Patreon member, too. Yeah, He's just like you guys. So if you have an idea for a show that you want to come on with us and do, and we're all about it, man. We want it. We we're a community here. We're 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 just like you guys. We're not you know trained professionals here. Uh, we started this podcast because we have a passion for uh, this, just like you do. You do. So if you have an idea, or you want to do something with us, yeah, you know, we'd love to hear it for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So guys, thank you so much for listening again. We will we won't take up any more of your time, and we look forward to doing more Patreon exclusive episodes for you guys in the future. Stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you soon. Like a B and E. Why I'm looking so fly? I'm just being me. Moved up, weed in my girl clutch. White girls of the 12 never really search. Smoke cars, where the gosh need a bigger purse. Royalty, I'm the boss, we ain't gotta work. Laid out on the island, she Hawaiian. Wonder if she let me slide in. The OG making noise like a fire truck. Flew in, touched down, then we light them up. I've been saying that the click, there's a lot of us. They talk shit, but nobody else on top of us. Got popular, it's the real shit. Get in the face with a full clip. Get in the A, niggas don't slip. And get with a case just for selling it. I know them gorillas, I hang with them killers. They paint them as villains, but really they living. We got a bar, this is World War III. I'm the new Jay-Z. I ain't write shit down, I'ma steal that crown. I'ma do that thing, girl, you sweeter than mango. How we cool and confident with hair like Django. How we walk in the room and the girls, they notice. Cause they know you bogus, I'm the man you notice. And we can go together, doesn't really matter. We can get show you how to do this it's easy when you let go let go didn't mean to make you nervous the booty looking retro retro you could be the moon to me and i could be spotlight and if you think i'm balling you should have seen me